Welcome to Seeing Double Podcast. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. Stephanie! Sup? <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm a little toasty at the moment. Yeah, it's warm today. Oh shit, I didn't turn all my fans off. They're probably really loud. <laughs> gotta turn off like, all no, the fans. No wonder I'm so pleasantly cool while we record (laughs) okay they're off now now i'll be very toasty (laughs) yep so you can report on the actual weather yeah it's uh 88 degrees currently outside um very sunny today yep it's so toasty that i've been working in the sunroom the last two days because it has multiple screens just because it's I mean, I can have the windows open and it's not a million degrees. Oh, that's nice. And there's an air conditioner in there. Well, that's even nicer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also there's lots of cats, so that's also nice. Okay, yes. <laughs> cats are great. Yeah. I spent two hours in traffic coming home from work. That's no fun. That is no fun at all. I agree 100%. Why did you do that? Well, we're doing summer hours at work. We get to leave early on Friday, and uh, yeah, I don't see the point of it at this exact date. Because <laughs> you got home at the same time anyway? No, I was home. It's, it's If I had left at 5 or around 5, I would have been home at 6-something, so I got home mm-hmm. at 5-something instead, but it was two hours of traffic with like no yeah. change in my normal route, so. Yeah, that's crummy. Yeah. It's a bad way to start this whole deal. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh, I went on my first va- like actual vacation since the pandemic yeah. was a thing. The panini, as we were calling it. Oh, that's um, right. You went to uh, yes. Vegas. Surprise, I went to Vegas. It was a secret, but only because Andrea didn't know. And she was very surprised. <laughs> I I walked into the hotel room and she was like, why are you here? <laughs> Which was, you know, the best reaction one could get. And then she cried and we hugged and, you know, good times. Yep. But, yeah, right. I very... Sorry, go ahead. I saw you had a bachelorette party. We did. We had a mini bachelorette party for Taylor, which was another little surprise. Because Taylor was also a surprise person that came. But then Aunt, or Katrina and I were like, well, we're in Vegas. She's getting married in a few months. Let's give her a Vegas bachelorette thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that for dinner and we all had ridiculous sashes and... It was fun. As you do. Yeah. Got to do that stereotypical Vegas thing. So, but for the most part, we just relaxed by the pool, drank a lot of frosé, like basic bitches, Mm -hmm. and ate a lot of chicken fingers, did some cosplay photo shoots, went out to some tasty dinners. It was just very relaxing. Are the clubs open? Uh, everything's open in vegas like that was that was like a big culture shock was like going into the hotel and being like oh most people don't have masks on (laughs) okay (laughs) it's because they're not concerned for their health yeah i mean when you're drinking and smoking all weekend i guess uh the the panini is a little of concern yep 
I would but imagine yeah. so. And then um, I spent some time with Katrina and her lovely little family, her two boys. Mm-hmm. But uh, baby Levi uh, apparently had the stomach flu Aww. and decided to uh, pass it along to myself and Taylor. Oh, so you guys had the stomach <laughs> flu. Yeah, I I forgot that other illnesses existed, you know, (laughs) and (laughs) then, you know, Wednesday around 3 a.m. I was starkly reminded. (laughs) Yes. And then I and then I was dying for a whole day and that was really fun. But I will say it was really weirdly nice to have a fever and not be very terrified about it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because I knew exactly what it was. What? Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. And I was fine, you know, 36 hours later, I was back to, well, not back to normal, but like better. So. Well, that's nice. Yeah. I'm happy. Other, I'm happy you just had that. the stomach flu. Me too. Did Did you vomit a lot? Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get too gross, but I'll say there were things coming out of both ends. <laughs> well, Stephanie, you did not deliver on the not get too gross. <laughs> I guess. Now you've made this podcast not safe for work. <laughs> Congratulations. Sorry. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm better now. I helped my other lovely friend Allie who's getting married in about a year find her wedding dress last weekend, which she did and it's beautiful. Oh, great. And we had a little engagement party for them and yeah. Now the torment really begins for her. <laughs> Staying the same size for a whole year. <laughs> I mean, she's she's tiny. She'll be fine. <laughs> I found the perfect dress. Now I can't gain or lose a pound. <laughs> Anywhere. <laughs> Honey, we need to move the wedding back a week. Why, dear? Because I'm bloated. <laughs> <laughs> if only. <laughs> I mean, you technically, you order your dress, they take your measurements, but then you get fitted again in like six months when it arrives, and then you, you know, do alterations all the way up until the day, basically. So, so that's why they're so expensive. Mm-hmm. You, <laughs> you, you pay for the dress, but you really take it out of the wallet with all the maintenance. <laughs> basically, yeah. It's like a car. I've learned very much with my two very close couple friends getting married. It is very expensive. Yes. I bet you're looking forward to such days in your life. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to save my money for a bit. You'll just wear the flower dress that's behind you? Yeah, that's that's all. Mm-hmm. I'll, lo- <laughs> I'll, lo- I'll loan the groom the bear costume. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll love that. <laughs> we'll have tiki torches lining the aisle. <laughs> It'll be great. We, we have tiki torches like going down in a row in our backyard, like two sets. And I'm like, are we going to do a ritual or something? That's what it looks like back here. Because it like leads to the fire pit. Nice. <laughs> nice. And then around the fire pit is where all the incantations are said. Mm-hmm. I thought you were a witch. I just wasn't yeah. sure till right this moment. <laughs> we have to indoctrinate you into the cult next Uh-oh. time you come. Uh-oh. <laughs> Gotta call my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, shall we dive into this week's topic? Sure. Which, surprise, surprise, you'll never guess what it's about. (laughs) 
It's about some sort of double. Wow. Wow. And it's also Orphan Black, which we've <laughs> talked about for the last two weeks already, but you know what? You know, it's fitting because, you know, we last week we had the pleasure of working with... Realm. Thank you, Realm. And <laughs> and being able to drop season one, episode one of uh, Orphan Black, the next chapter. And that is... For both of us, I mean, I love the f- show. It was the best yeah. thing in the world. I, w- I wish there was more, but I'm happy that they went the five-season route and cut it off without making it awkward. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this is this just a whole new evil entity and things going on. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah. But we're going to go back in time, back to where we left off with our rewatch of the show. Um, Which was a bit ago. It was a bit ago, but we had started season three. Yep. And so then we, we watched, met Caster. We watched season two, not season two. We watched season three, episode two for this episode. Yes. Right? Did you watch the right one? I did watch the right one on this <laughs> okay. one. There's going to be no mistakes today, Stephanie. <laughs> Good job. Um, so yeah, at the beginning of season three, yeah, we met the the boy clones, which are the caster, the caster side of things. Well, and as I sh- more like we realized somebody we had met in season two was not the only one. Yes. Mark of uh, the Prolethians is a caster clone. Yep. And he has many uh, brothers out there. Yes. Um, and then also Helena has been taken by or she was sold technically for Sarah's mm-hmm. safety out of uh, Dyad. So by Paul and Mrs. S's scheming. Right. So she is in the captivity of Castor currently. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we know that it's Castor, but I'm pretty sure we're, we know it's Castor. I can't remember. Um, they definitely mention it in this episode. Yeah. So, I don't know if it, I can't, you know, I I thought to myself I should go back and watch season three, episode one, just so I'm, I know I did too, what but I was so this, tired last night. But I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Even though season three, episode one opening is my favorite of the entire series with the Helena's dream with all the clones. So yes. cute. Her baby shower. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where we left off. There's a UFO outside Stephanie's window. She's looking at it right now. <laughs> no, there's a there's an ant, and I'm gonna smash it. You're gonna smash your ant? How dare you? You shouldn't hurt family members in that way. I don't know where my. I'm trying to get my uh, shoe. <laughs> your chunkla. Where did it go? Oh, here it is, you little bitch. Okay. Uh, we're having a carpenter ant issue. So. Mm-hmm trying to kill them every time we see them uh is it because they're not actually doing any house improvements (laughs) yeah those bastards (laughs) 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 um so yeah the this episode is called transitory sacrifices of crisis okay as you know always a mouthful with the orphan black titles Mm -hmm. um let me pull out my dictionary really quick because I feel like I have to do that every time. <laughs> yes. To figure um, out how exactly this title is brought into <laughs> the episode. 
Yeah, I don't have anything. I don't have any answers for you this time. Oh, wow. Unfortunately, uh, I tried. I looked for like two hours this morning for... And, and couldn't find anything that linked the title of the episode to the episode's content. No, I couldn't find any fun facts at all. What? I know. What about what about There's, the web or the nest or the whatever it's uh, called? So that's the other discovery I made is that the Hive blog doesn't exist anymore. I oh. even went to the Wayback Machine and I pulled up the old, like the old uh, <laughs> entries. Yeah. And like I went through, but there was none about this particular episode. So it was just like, I don't know what to do. And like IMDb didn't have any. The Wikipedias didn't have any fun facts. Oh, wow. So I'm sorry, everyone. All we have is the <laughs> the recap and our thoughts. Our show description is a lie this week. <laughs> <laughs> what will we do? I tried so hard and got so far. And it didn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough with the song lyrics. Let's jump uh, into this. Yeah. So, despite the fun facts, I hope you will still stick around and listen to us talk about it. A lovely young woman is in a hotel room smooching a caster boy. Mm-hmm. I believe it is Rudy. Se- Seth, one of them. Scarface, I don't know. Scarface is Rudy, I think think seth is mustache then it's scarface rudy okay and they're you know getting busy smooching and stuff and then um while they're getting busier (laughs) seth comes in and tries to get in on the action and she is like uh excuse me (laughs) I, i didn't sign up for for two of you just one i don't know what's going on yeah, it took her a while to figure out that Rudy didn't have forearms, but she eventually <laughs> got there. She was lost in the moment. She was just like, oh, wow, this guy's really talented. Oh, wait. <laughs> he must be a magician. <laughs> yeah. I feel four distinct hands on my body, and I know I'm only with one man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, crazy. Crazier things, I guess, for her. Who knows? He could have been uh, an uh, ancient god of some sort, the one with four arms. Don't know its name off the top mm, of my head. Yeah, Vishnu. The blue guy. Yeah, thank you. It could could be that. Mm-hmm. You never know. Yes. I mean, well, he is he is genetically designed. I mean, the weirder things have happened. <laughs> true. Unfortunately, she is not uh, enamored by his talent, and she leaves. I assume quickly after that, collects her belongings and departs. Okay. And then goes straight to the police station. <laughs> right. Um, but we'll get there later. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Sarah is trying to make things work with Cal, her baby daddy. Mm-hmm. Because he has an apartment in the city and he wants... He's, he's not like pressuring them to live there, but he wants to give them the option for Sarah and Kira to live with him in this nice place that he bought because... He knows that Sarah's always on the run and wants Kira to have some sort of security. Right. But And she's like, wow, this is really nice. And I think she's super into it, but she's so distracted by the fact that Helena's missing and it's really hard for her to, you know, get on board anything other than that. Yeah. She was kind of upset about that. About, about Helena missing? <laughs> 
Well, about how Helena ended up missing. Oh, yes. She discovered that, yeah, it was Sarah. I mean, it was Mrs. S and Paul. Yes. Sorry, Paul. 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 Yeah, you got to do it right. It's Paul. Paul. <laughs> and back at the hotel, speaking of Paul. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he pays Rudy and Seth a visit. Oh, well, that's nice. Old friends. In I town, know, right? You know? He's just, he brought some breakfast. He was oh, like, yeah. hey guys, Bob right? McDonald's. Figured you're hungry after your night of conniving. Yeah, I'll make some mimosas. Um, <laughs> Popping the champagne. Because this sounds like Paul. It's, it's his personality to party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Paul, Paul just seems to me to be the homemaker. <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, that is not. Unfortunately for the boys, that's not what he's there for. Oh, what's he there for? He's there to give them orders, extraction orders, and also to test their cognitive something or another. Ah. You know, on that. Yeah. That cognitive thing stuff. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you a question about that. Uh-huh. All right, you ready? Yep. Some bags are pockets. <laughs> no pocket is a pouch. This. Conclusion, all bags are not pouches. Uh, can you say it again? Some bags are pockets. No pocket is a pouch. Conclusion, all bags are not pouches. True. Oh, I knew you were a clone. Because <laughs> <laughs> the answer is false. Damn it. I'm glitching. <laughs> Maybe you'll do better time on this to, one. Time to put me out to pasture. Some pigs are predators. No predator is a pet. Conclusion, some pigs are not pets. True. Very good. Very good. Let me see your eye. Can you get really close to the camera? All right. Things are looking okay so far. Some maggots are not flies. No fly is welcome. Conclusion, no maggots are welcome. False. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some doctors are fools. All fools are rich. Conclusion, some doctors are rich. True. I honestly don't know what the real answer to that one is because he was kind of glitching at that point, but... I, I figured I since said, we've talked about you. I think he said you, true. And then. He did say true. And then Rudy was like, he's tired. He's been drinking all night. Leave him alone. And Paul mm-hmm. was like, okay, bitch, whatever. <laughs> sure. All sure. right. I'll let you slide this time. Yeah. But so next then, time. And I must say that original Google Glass was quite large. <laughs> it was. Yes. The thing strapped <laughs> to his face. His Blade Runner test. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That was in Blade Runner 2. Yeah, it was wow. very Blade Runner. They watch your pupil. But what was Blade Runner was watching for what, lies? Uh, yes, I believe so. In this one, it looks like they were just watching for some sort of pupil response to these weird questions. Well, I think the questions are like, I think they know the answers to them. And if you st- and if you like can't come up with the answer, that means you're glitching. Because mm. um, so, I don't know whatever the... like. The Lita's have the the disease that affects their epithelial tissue, and then the casters, I think, attacks their nervous system. I think. Okay. Okay. That's what I can't I can't remember exactly what it is, but. But if that's they my... glitch, they can win the races in um. Whatever that Candyland racing game <laughs> is, because then they can go to the next spot, right? Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So there I think go. glitch in Wreck It Ralph. Is a caster? Maybe. Uh, he might be. 
the plot thickens. Speaking of thicken, uh, Paul hands them a thick envelope. (laughs) (laughs) Did you? Did you? Not the way I thought that was going to go. Did you like that transition? (laughs) I mean, maybe. Um, I don't know. (laughs) And he's like, "Okay, you guys, extraction time. Go home." But Rudy and Seth don't want to go home because they're not done with talking to Sarah and getting the information out of Sarah. Because they think Sarah knows where the original is, or at least where what the original genome is, because they think it will help save Caster. Well, they also think she might have original samples, right? Right. Hasn't there been a theme going on that... that yes. uh, Original genome, original samples, etc. They get into that more later in the... In like episode three is what that really kicks off, but right, um, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Now we're gonna go to Felix's house. We're gonna travel there. We're flying over there. Oh, my arms are so tired. Um, Scott is visiting Felix and Kasima, and I think it was really funny when Felix opened the door. He's like, "Oh, you must be Scott," <laughs> just like <laughs> looking at him. <laughs> And little Scott, he's always so oblivious (laughs) to the insult. He's just like, oh, yeah, hi, nice to meet you. (laughs) Uh, He does some tests on Kasima, and she's actually doing really well. All her numbers are trending positive. And so because she did the the Kira tooth stem cell treatment, I believe. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not the tooth one. I think it was her actual treatment because I don't think Rachel smashed them all. I don't think she smashed all the vials. Oh, that's right. She did smash vials, didn't she? We haven't seen her yet, have we? Oh, we saw her at the beginning of episode three or episode one. Yeah, I wonder, is that the one she was that's a good point. Is she doing the No, it no, they mentioned in that that it was from Kira's stem cells. Yeah. So they must have had some They did some treatment to Kasima before. Right, but she smashed the remainder, which she smashed like all of it, yeah. Could have probably been a cure. Continued was the hope. continue to um keep her up. So. Right. Um, Every time. Oh wait, that- no, the internet. Sorry, my. Uh, no, it is from the from Kira's tooth. That's what my notes say. Yes, uh, I was. Just this whole scene made me think about everything that I've seen with Orphan Black, and up till now, I'm like, I can't think of a time that Allison has ever exhibited any symptoms at all. But you know. The normal symptoms of a mother of two have, like alcoholism, drug usage. <laughs> <laughs> but no medical things. <laughs> Aside of, from being barren, of course. Right. Not being able to have kids. But I just... I mean, I'm This, this watch, which is probably like the third time I've watched this, because I think I watched it initially as it was going on. Then I did a whole watch through mm-hmm. again because I enjoyed it so much. And now I'm sort of pacing it with the podcast obviously mm-hmm. watching it and this is the first time i've had the thought to myself that i don't think i don't think i we ever actually see allison ever have a clone medical issue i mean we expect sarah not to have one right. and we expect uh, helena. helena not to have one because they are both fertile but yeah, they're not affected by the disease. Yeah, like, but, but Allison... I think, I think it's kind of nice that they didn't do that because 
like Kasima's sickness is like such a big part of her character throughout the seasons mm-hmm. and then we get and then when MK joins she's also gets really sick at one point right and then we've seen the other clones like Jennifer Fitzsimmons like dying horribly and then uh Kasha or Katya was really sick in the beginning mm-hmm. so I feel like they didn't want to like make a sickness part of Allison's personality and I think the the lingering anxiety of like is she gonna get sick was also kind of probably in the, interesting okay. to a think little. about because i i remember as season five was going on i was just like oh god are they gonna what are they gonna do to allison i was like are they gonna hurt her now because <laughs> they were doing those like f- like character focused episodes in season five and i was just like oh no leave allison alone <laughs> don't, don't hurt her she knows how to use a gun really well yeah um so <laughs> speaking of allison when i was rewatching it last night i was like I always thought of myself as like a my personality is very like Sarah Casima, but then I, I was watching it and I was like, man, since I've moved to the suburbs, I think I'm more of an Allison. Now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> so it's true. It is nurture over nature. <laughs> this proves it. Just like how intense I am and like, I don't know, when I kind of tell Brendan to do things, it's really <laughs> kind of similar. Brendan. And he's a very, he's a Go very clean the shed. boy and he does things for me, but it's just funny. Brendan, did you I've, give the, did you give the children their dinner? <laughs> the cats? Yes. <laughs> that, that would be your children, the fur uh, babies. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, could, uh, I could see you Allison Donnying him yeah that would be funny but we, we skipped the first two seasons though there was no golf clubbing or anything it's just strictly we're a team now and we're gonna take over the neighborhood <laughs> yeah not that we would expect you to admit to the golf clubbing and accidentally shoving him down the stairs head first but you do have a hot glue gun <laughs> I do <laughs> and we also know you have a lot of tape because you mm. cosplay. Yeah. As does he. Yeah. Which means there's plenty of tape around. <laughs> <laughs> I had to help him down the stairs one time, but he uh. didn't fall down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Too many white claws, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Likely story. Uh-huh. <laughs> he did have a huge bruise the next morning. And uh-huh. I felt so bad. <laughs> right? Because it was a one wood to the head. <laughs> and then a football helmet. Oh. <laughs> And then instead of walking down the stairs first, you decided to put his head down the stairs first. <laughs> oh, God. And then, That's so brutal. <laughs> I shouldn't have, I shouldn't I have lubed episode. up his calves with uh, Crisco because uh-huh. I just couldn't hold on. <laughs> For some reason, I chose to do that. I thought that would help me, help me do it. <laughs> help me keep a grip. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yep. Just wait, everyone. Take over the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is what Allison would like to do as uh, she and Donnie <laughs> are. So it's also been funny because I've been watching Handmaid's Tale. and I'm going to give you a golf clap on that transition because that was spectacular. Oh, thank you. That was that was wonderful. Thank you. Smooth. That was like the best whiskey. That was that an one unintentional one, too. <laughs> that was just like, oh, yeah, they're doing this. Because <laughs> uh, Marcy, who is also in Handmaid's Tale that I've been watching, uh, she is campaigning for school trustee in her mm-hmm. neighborhood and Allison is not happy about it because it's again though right 
isn't she trying to keep she's she's re yeah she's running for re-election okay you're correct um and i'm useful sometimes good job i appreciate you you. (laughs) that's what i appreciate about you oh yeah (laughs) Uh, she, so she wants to run against Marcy because she thinks that she can win and because Marcy wants to like redraw the line districts and then her kids would be at a different school and like kind of uproot her whole life. Right. Or then. as she puts it in the ghetto. <laughs> oh, Allison. <laughs> Sometimes she needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Donnie's response to that was hilarious. It's just a district over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it's probably like her district school is like a nine and the school next door is an eight and she's calling that the ghetto <laughs> uh-huh and then well donnie does one of my favorite lines where he's like all right fist me and she's like what fist you and he's like that's the same <laughs> she's like no i'm like, can you hear my head rattling as i <laughs> shake it violently no <laughs> that is definitely not the saying uh-huh so, give me a fist bump maybe Fist me, um, an entirely different thing. Yep. Also, uh, Allison's former drug peddler, Ramon, shows up at the soccer tournament. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are you doing here, bud? Like, And she's like, oh, he's like, these are all my customers. What are you talking about? And she's <laughs> like, hmm. Didn't she, but he says, didn't she say you sell to kids first? I think she thought that he was there to sell it to the kids. And like, he, no. was like, he was like, no, all the moms, they're <laughs> half my client <laughs> list right here. And she's, But he says that he has to get out of the business because he's going away to college. And she's like, ooh, a scheme. Schemey time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Schemey schemes. She uh, is a bit of an uh, entrepreneur. Yes. So I'm just going to continue with Allison. Uh, so later on... Uh, Ramon meets with Allison and Donnie, who is being a bit of a doof as usual. Who's like, "I'm so cool, sup, dude?" Like, oh, "I got this." <laughs> He's just a middle-aged dad trying to relate to a younger generation. I, know, I love him. I love you him know, so much. His kids aren't old enough to really embarrass them yet, so he's got it's to embarrass true. his wife. <laughs> yep, that's how it works. <laughs> uh, so she, he, lo- he shows them his inventory. Mm-hmm. Which he says is street value of eighty thousand dollars. Okay. Um, but he bought it for twenty five thousand dollars. But he also has, you know, a lot of goodwill with everyone around it, like all the moms and all his clients, and he can give them the client list. Mm-hmm. So Allison says, "Okay, we can give you thirty two thousand cash right now." And Donnie is like, "What are you doing? We don't have that kind of money." And Allison's like, we can dip into our retirement fund. It's okay. And then he, she's like, she's like, his list is the constituent list. That's the entire voter base. And they're going to be very loyal supporters if they find out that she is the one that has the supply. And Donnie's oh. like, ooh, you little schemer. Yes. And then he's very turned on, probably, because it's Donnie. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean... I don't know, if Allison was my wife, I might be turned on as well. I mean, she's adorable. She's adorable, yes. I mean, a little scary with a hot glue gun and a golf club. Uh-huh. But we can get past those things. I probably wouldn't want to see her with a gun either. Yeah. Yeah, no. She's kind of also scary with a jackhammer. She's scary with a lot of things. She is. But That's other than that, she's very adorable. 
Yes. She's intense and adorable. <laughs> I feel like I've been an Allison lot lady because my eyes are just like so wide all the time because I'm just stressed out. And I'm just like. Why, why are you stressed? Just many things. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, at the military camp, Helena is getting the same kind of. Well, first she's being waterboarded. And, well, you know, but tortured. First she gets unboxed. Oh, yes. Yeah, and they have the whole YouTube video set up going and the unboxing right. of a Helena. The unboxing. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like 30,000 views, though. I mean, it was a really good video. And they're really excited about it. God, this is the first one we're going to see. <laughs> I wonder if there's something special about this one. It comes with a free scorpion. <laughs> You but, can't you, see. but you can't see it <laughs> or hear it. <laughs> uh, so, yes, she is then waterboarded until uh, Dr. Cody comes in and stops them because she got, she got a lot of tests done and it mm-hmm. shows that she is pregnant. Yes. Which is to be happy, fair, but also kind of icky. I thought you were going to say prego just then. Prego. But you said pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> she is prego. So I'm guessing that there is an FDA warning on all waterboarding kits okay, that if, you, if you're pregnant, do not do this. I, I guess so. <laughs> I don't, yeah. <laughs> this product contains asphyxiation if you're pregnant <laughs> or breastfeeding. Don't use it please do not waterboard oh my god (laughs) (laughs) sorry that was stupid no it was funny that was very funny and uh yeah what uh what was the other thing i was gonna say oh probably also because you know helena sarah babies are very valuable so she probably doesn't want to hurt helena and accidentally cause her to lose the baby. Right. Well, there's the belief that these clones are not broken. <clears throat> wow. Rude. Or damaged. Wow. Even ruder. Even. Well, <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I mean it in the sense that, you know, when when the what's his name? Sorry. Which what, one? The doctor's name. I, it's escaping me right now. Leaky. No. Neelan? No. Cody. No. The one that killed himself with the tea bag. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> Why is it escaping me? Uh, Rachel's daddy. Yeah. What's his name? Dr. The. Dr. Blah, blah, blah. Rachel's dad. That's not it. You're killing me. <laughs> I'll find it. Continue on. I don't remember. I had a, while I was watching the episode, I was, I had a, a funny thought because of his name, but then. Now I can't think of it, so whatever. Continue. Um, so later on, Helena is being given the Blade Runner test, mm-hmm. but she's, you know, not cooperating. And he's asking her about uh, mangoes. And she says, where are, where are these mangoes? I would like to see the mangoes. Yeah, they that's, don't know. My other, that's my they, other favorite line. They don't know about Helena's uh, love of uh, food. Yep. Then uh, one of the soldiers comes in, and it's one of the caster clones. And 
tells her to obey and she says she's met one of his kind and then uh dr cody comes in again and takes her for a walk around the the base which is like a desert camp military base type thing with troops everywhere and machine guns and other scary military things mm-hmm. uh helena asks about uh the mark-faced boys and cody says she's had them since they were ki- since they were babies basically and they all call her mother mm. um and then she tries to tell helena or like basically reinforce the fact that sarah sold helena to them and that her sister doesn't care about her her family doesn't care about her that's it duncan that's the name ah uh, yes professor duncan it was gonna kill me because well, duncan doctor that's right. why yes but uh, professor he made the point to rachel that sarah was the failure and rachel was the success right or, or closer to the success at least because they didn't want them to procreate because they can't control that thus my damaged comments i was using his philosophy that they're broken because they can reproduce but obviously everybody else thinks they are good because they can which means they are not broken flipping right. his script right um let's see what is some other stuff i think i have to do all the sarah stuff yep you do all the sarah things now oh yeah so art calls sarah after he chatted with the woman that was the victim at the beginning of the episode Mm -hmm. the victim of the double boys and tells her about what happened she she says oh i bet i know what i bet i know who these these guys are it sounds like exactly who escaped from marion's mansion marion was that her name well he said that that was two guys that looked exactly like the creepy fish guy and then she said did one of them have a scar on his face and the other have a mustache and he said yep yeah he's like and how do you know this stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's right and i laughed why why do you know this how do you are how are you already like 10 steps ahead of me you (laughs) you bitch (laughs) why aren't you why aren't you keeping me in the loop (laughs) Uh uh-huh uh so then well first sarah takes a stop at or stops at mrs s's to see who is to see her and try to get any info she can about Helena. But Mrs. S is all beat up and Sarah's like, all right, bye, peace. I don't have anything to do with you because you sold my sister and I don't want to deal with you. Um, (laughs) Also, meanwhile, Felix is delivering the new clone phones to everyone. He's gave one to Kasima, Sarah, et cetera. Yes, and I must (laughs) say that was the way they kept the technology up to date in this show was pretty brilliant. With the clone phones? With having the burner phones that you yeah. constantly had to update. So, like, yeah. they started out with, what, those Nokia choc- chocolate bar phones? Yeah. And now these are iPhones. It looked like Series 5 like iPhones. iPhones. Yeah. yeah. It's just that uh, that is that is a slick way to deal with changing technology over time. Yeah. It's I very must, true. I must say. Good job, guys. Yeah. Uh, and they're Sarah- blue. What were they blue for? I think they're just a different color he said huh. blue for something i don't remember i don't remember blue for how kasima's feeling she's always blue i don't know zabu di dabu da mm-hmm. that's not she's the sad. word she's sad about delphine so she gets a blue phone she's blue 
Because <laughs> if but she her were being green, sad about Delphine <laughs> means means we get something soon. Right. Yes. <laughs> You'll be so happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it. Shay coming. Uh, mm. Anyway, Sarah mm. goes to the police station, and Art is like, "What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> you look like Beth. You can't be here." <laughs> right. So why? Beth was. They didn't kill her off, right? She just got kicked from the force, or she quit, or what was the deal? How did how did the Beth storyline end again? Do you remember? Um, I think they decided that she left the force. Okay. I don't think they ever explained to his like the bosses that no, it was actually her who died. Right. So I think she's still Beth, but she's. But yeah, she's not supposed to be there because, you know, whatever. She's, she's no not really a police cop. woman anymore. Right. And there was all this controversy surrounding the shooting. and Right. Uh, so uh, the woman reiterates or goes through her story again to Sarah. Uh, she, so she says something very poignant, which was like, well, I already said yes to one. So I can't say it's it's rape because I consented to the first one. And, and then the she second. glared at art and said, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those were dagger eyes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, also a cool scene because the, <laughs> uh, so I, as for, for me personally, on 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 well, not personally, but that this shows, uh, a real life thing where if you have mm-hmm. like a female police officer, talk to a rape victim, chances are they're going to open up more to the female officer than they would right. to the male officer. So she got way more information from her than Art was able to. Yep. Because it it's a sensitive subject, and it was a yeah. messed up situation. I know, and it allowed her to get her sass out about Art's handling of it. Yeah. Come on, Art. <laughs> you're better than that. Let's go, bud. Come on, man. Um. So she says that after, you know, they finished doing it, uh, the boys went through her ID and copied information about her in, her in a little notebook and then took a piece of her hair in a bag. And she has no idea what the hell they did that for. Hmm. Um, Art says... Is it yeah, a trophy? We'll, we'll, we'll find out more about that later. Oh, so you're uh, saying this is going to continue on. Listen yeah. to Brad act as if though he doesn't already know what the answer <laughs> is. <laughs> uh, Art says that... Um, if they find them, they'll be charged with assault at least. Right. Because they can't charge them with rape, I guess. Right. Um, or a pepper. Else... What? They're going to charge oh, them with assault. assault. I, I get it. Oh, my God. But not I mean, a pepper. Dad, dad ass joke. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say dad or dead? <laughs> I said dad ass joke. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, she also says that both of them had the same tattoo, which was a two-headed horse on their um, left arm. Okay. I heard. I heard your iPhone. I know. I put it on Do Not Disturb, but when you have the screen on, apparently it still makes noises, so I have to put it on vibrate. <laughs> silly. So I always silly. forget about that. All right. So silly. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Oh, yeah. Also, Kasima has a meeting with Dr. Nealon, who I despise. I hate Dr. Nealon. Uh, she yeah, doesn't want to share info. He doesn't want to share info. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him. He's kind of creepy in this episode, especially. 
Yeah, he says that, you know, any samples and data's gone because of the Duncans. There were two, he says there were, they had donors for two clone lines, male and female, but they're all gone. There's no info anywhere. It was because of the quickening and there could only be one. (laughs) That's a Highlander reference for those that don't get it. I mean, I don't know. I I bet you Nick from Trailer Blazers (laughs) will get that, no problem. He can message you about that. He'll appreciate it, I'm sure. (laughs) Otherwise, I'll get a message where he didn't appreciate it so much, but... yeah. I'm I'm hoping that he does appreciate it. <laughs> Kasima also finds out what the meaning of the tattoo is, which is that um, it's a play on the caster myth, which was a warrior horseman. Mm-hmm. So, you know, two split off, you know, double warrior, whatever. Gotcha. Double horseman. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. And then I believe Sarah takes Kira to Felix's house. Uh, yes. Yeah. His spacious loft over the spot. Beautiful. Oh wait, no. First, oh yeah. Well, yeah, they'll do that, and then, but also, Cal is at the apartment that he got, or the condo, whatever it is. Very spacious condo apartment place. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He hears a noise. Dog barking. Dog barking. Mm-hmm. Peeks peeks outside, and then when he goes inside, guess who's there? Santa Claus. No, it's not Christmas time. Oh, you're right. It's bull. (laughs) Now, I personally very much enjoy this scene because it's the two hot boys in one scene, so I have a good time. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, we know, we know, we know about that stuff. Now my iPad's doing it. (laughs) I just can't get away from the blogger lies. Everything's blinking over here. So Paul wants to know why Sarah went was at Dyad, but Cal doesn't know anything about what happened. Um, Paul is surprised and probably very jealous to see Cal settling down, probably trying to settle down with Sarah. Mm. Um, but then he talks about how, ooh, you're so rich, you made we- you made all your money selling weapons. I'm gonna tell Sarah all about it, and Cal's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is a guy that's butt hurt that he lost the woman he loved. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Paul says that he made the deal for Helena to get Sarah away and she needs to continue to get away. And that he wants Cal, as much as this probably pains him, to convince him to take Sarah and Kira and GTFO. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so Sarah and Kira are at Felix's. They're just playing and being cute. And Sarah's like, oh, let's... We can get in the tent tonight and hang out, but first you gotta take a bath. And so Kira's like getting the monkey ready in the tent. Mm-hmm. And then while Sarah's getting the bath ready. But unfortunately, guess who's in the tent? Uh Scarface. Correct. Yes. Not Al Pacino though. No. <laughs> no, he would have been much louder. <laughs> and talking about his little friend. Which in yes. this case would have been Kira. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> yeah, and he has like weird X's drawn on his eyes. And he's basically using Kira to get answers out of Sarah. But Sarah literally has no idea. She doesn't know anything. Right. 
she's in it, but she doesn't know anything about the original, none of the genome stuff, none of the data. She's the wrong person to ask all this shit. <laughs> and there was the scene when he was looking around the apartment for things where he was right there. It was right in front of him. Oh, yeah, the book. Yeah, the, the island of Dr. Island Moreau. island of Dr. Moreau. was right there. And I think the X is on his eyes are because he, uh, in that scene when he was casing the apartment, he saw the photo that uh, Felix yes. painted of Sarah for her wake. Yes. And he put her, the X's her fake over wake. her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, so, yeah, he wants the tissue samples of the caster original to save the caster team. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Sarah doesn't know anything about it. And while Sarah's there, Cal shows up, and but Seth is down there, like, guarding the stairs, trying to prevent anyone from going up and disturbing his brother. But mm-hmm. he's clearly messed up. He's glitching all over the place, babbling. Cal is like, uh, all right, this guy does not know what's going on, so I'm just going to punch him. <laughs> yep, but then he Get pulls out, out the a way. knife. Yeah, then he gets a little yeah. feisty and with You don't his bring knife. a fist to a knife fight. <laughs> so he grabs a pipe. Mm-hmm. Clocks that, him. That's conveniently... No, I don't think he hit him. I think he just fell. Oh, did he? Yeah, you're I right. I think he was going to just... get ready to clock him, but... He just collapsed. Yeah, and started muttering more about doctors are not false. All doctors aren't rich or something like that. I forget. Yeah. Whatever the, the last question was. The last riddle. Yeah. Yeah. But then, uh, so yeah, then Sarah gets Kira back from Rudy and closes the door and they hug and whatever. And then Rudy goes downstairs to go take care of Seth, but then he sees that he's clap- collapsing and glitching like crazy. And then he shoots him twice in the chest. And Cal's like, supposed to do it in the military. Cal's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, all right, bye. <laughs> yep. Anyway, everyone's fine. Seth is left dead in the lobby. They'll deal with that later. <laughs> yep. <I guess. laughs> Probably. Um, Rudy pieces out. Peace. Says that too. Yeah. As he's walking out the door. But the whole thing. Peace. 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 He puts his hand over the camera and that's the end of the YouTube video. <laughs> the end of the unboxing? Yeah. Like and subscribe if you like. <laughs> Remember to more. ring the bell. <laughs> uh, so Sarah, because of this incident where Kira was once again in danger, she realizes that she can't let her be involved or she can't let her be around while the caster boys are running around and can use her against Sarah and her family Mm -hmm. so she agrees to let Cal take Kira away somewhere she's not gonna know oh wait no they're going to Iceland never mind they know (laughs) (laughs) somewhere in Iceland right right she Um, won't know where in Iceland she won't know where in Iceland but somewhere in Iceland right because Cal has people there that he knows, and Mrs. S has people to get them out of the country safely. Um, they all have sad, tearful cries and hugs goodbye. And so now Sarah's plan is to find Mark, because she believes Mark will help her find Helena. And at the end of the episode, we see Gracie. I forgot she existed, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Your I favorite saw her character. Yeah. You love Gracie. I love Gracie. Yeah, she's the best. <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you say that with less sarcasm dripping from those <laughs> statements? <laughs> uh, she gets Mark isn't in bed with her, so she goes and tries to be like, "Hey, Mark, what are you doing in the bathroom?" And he's like, "Go to bed." 
because yeah. he is obviously a teenager and his mom is catching him doing things that he shouldn't be doing. Yeah, because, you know, normal teenagers will uh, sit in their bathroom and blowtorch their tattoos off of their skin. Is that what they're calling it now? Yeah. Okay. Which is what he was doing. Yes. <laughs> it was horrifying. Yes. Also, I don't know how he thought he was being sneaky because he's literally using a blowtorch and screaming. He had the towel in his mouth. That, d- that, that didn't really do anything. So instead of it being, ah, it was, <laughs> so it's a little lighter. So maybe she thought he was just having a really bad poop. <laughs> <laughs> Who does number two work for? Try <laughs> <laughs> you tell that turd. <laughs> Sorry. Just that alone. That's just, that's just, yeah, that's Austin Powers all the way. Mm-hmm. A tough poop. <laughs> True. <laughs> that was the end of the episode. Yep, so we get no more answers. Uh, What do we have? In this episode, we see a a business that's about to uh, grow into a multi-million dollar idea. We have uh, a vacation planned. Um, Mm -hmm. We have uh, an unfortunate accident where bullets were... In the position of another person. And uh, maybe a little bit of healing between the foster mother and the child. A little bit. Oh, and we find out that Helena likes mangoes. Well, who doesn't? And really wants those mangoes. Like, she can't get off the mangoes. But, but, but where are these mangoes? Yes. We also learned that scorpions like mangoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, Pupak so wants juicy. the mangoes. Yes. Pupak wants those mangoes. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, I don't have any fun facts for you because I struggled to find anything. There, this episode just will be a, a mystery <laughs> for all time. Maybe there's no fun facts because there was very little things to be uh, fun facted. I mean, was there? Was there a moment when two clones were in the same room together? I don't even think so. Um, Cosima and Sarah were on the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison was with Allison Donnie. Allison was with Donnie. Helena Helena's was at the, w- at the compound. Yep. And no Rachel. And no Rachel. Yeah, because she died. Remember with the pencil in the eye? <laughs> she was in the last episode. Oh. Del- Delphine was poking her eyeball, remember? Uh, and then she died from the pain. That's what no. it was. <laughs> no. She got an infection. And then. Oh, God. Yeah. And they, because of her messed up DNA, the antibiotics didn't work. And uh, it turned into a, a blood thing. And then she just died of self poisoning. Jesus. Hey, I'm not the one with the pop with a pencil in its eye. True. It's right <laughs> over there. <laughs> so no fun facts. No, but we can do our double count. Four? Yeah, I think so. We just had the core four today. Yeah. Oh, wait, but we got caster. Oh, that's right. Uh, Four as well. Mm-hmm. There was the army dude who was like, just follow the instructions. Yeah. Then there was uh, Scarface, and then 
uh, I'm going to call him Two Shots. <laughs> and, and then uh, our Mark. original that we didn't know, Mark, that we didn't know as a caster until the whole caster line was brought up. Yep. Who's in love with Gracie? Mm-hmm. Your favorite character. Yep. Do you ship that Gracie-Mark uh, relationship? I mean, it's fine. They're they're fine. I have yeah. no... If they're happy, that's that's nice for them. <laughs> okay. Very good. It's I'm better ha- that she's not at the farm. That's <laughs> true. Yes, well, there is no farm anymore. Oh, here's, I, a, here's a fun fact that has nothing to do with Orc. Well, I guess it does, but uh, not about this episode, but... Um, this most recent season of Handmaid's Tale, there's a lot of like orphan black related things in the show because like Marcy's in it, Donnie was in a couple seasons ago. Like it's and there's other random characters that have been in Orphan Black. I think because it's filmed in Toronto. Uh huh. But the farm, the Prolethean farm, is one of the main places that they're in. in like the first two episodes of this season, and I was like, haha, I know those hallways. I saw Helena carried <laughs> through them. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, and then the main girl in Handmaid's Tale was like staying in the same bedroom as Helena. And I was like, this is so weird. Ah, they had a so re- that was, yeah, it is weird because cool. they burned it to the ground originally. Yeah. And, uh, they're like, oh, we should have thought ahead because we could have used this set again. Build it. <laughs> hey, get Bob back over here. Bob the Builder. We're going to need the same farm. We're going to mm-hmm. use it again since we already have the plans and we can pull the same permits because we put them out for 12 years because we were smart like that right yep that's how it works okay that's all i got for you cool so if you want to get a hold of us you can email us at c double podcast at gmail.com took me a minute to remember that (laughs) you can get updates on releases of new episodes on twitter if you want by following at c double pod you can follow Steph at all her socials at Steph plus Verb. I have socials. Rarely use them, so we're not even going to bother to cover that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and if you like what you're hearing you and are want to be kind, you can leave us a review at iTunes. And, mm. and uh, we don't have a quick Mickey to tell you what will happen if you leave a five-star review, unfortunately. I'm going to have to give him a call and see if he can help us out one day. Yeah. All right. Yep. And until next time. I'm Stephanie Kretz. Did you forget? I wasn't sure if I was supposed to say it. Yep. I'm Bradford Bart. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.